You're listening to the Lecker Room Sports Media Podcast. Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Lecker Room Sports. Oops, I unplugged. Welcome back to the Lecker Room Sports Media Podcast. My name is Jacob. His name is Matt. And another special guest here on this Wednesday night, Mr. Joshua Klein. How are you doing, Josh? Doing great. Excited to be on here. Joshua Klein, one of our uh, old friends from back in Hayes, and he is a uh, one of the truest of KU fans. So we give you uh, some high props Fox. for actually uh, watching every KU game. Yeah, exactly. It's so every once in a while, but you know, I think, you know, I was, I, I think one of the few times I was actually rooting for uh, the Jayhawks was uh, against OU. Yeah. Uh, oh, everybody was. I think, I think it was the big 12 versus OU that day for sure. <laughs> like the entire state of Kansas and yeah, like mostly big 12 was rooting for KU at that day. But, um, but yeah. So yeah, we got, Old Joshy on here tonight, uh, Wednesday night, November the third. Um, I haven't made up my mind whether I wanted to post it to tomorrow or Friday yet. Um, I'm probably gonna have the editing done tonight, and then probably just schedule it for Friday morning. Does that sound good, good. Matt? That's. I mean, we do it every Friday, so yeah. So, well. <laughs> um, but yeah, so K State coming off a victory. That's a that's a good thing. I guess for me, a Matt. good victory, a, <laughs> a, good, a, re- a really good victory for us. Yeah. And I then, actually uh, relaxed during that game, dude, I didn't even watch the second half because <laughs> I was, we were so dominant on defense. I didn't feel like I needed to, I mean, I had it on. I just wasn't paying attention. Like I normally would have like against Texas tech, but, uh, um, but yeah, um, before we do a little rundown of the podcast, we're going to do a little, <laughs> I keep saying we're going to do a little, <laughs> uh, podcast shout out um i'm gonna go ahead and do this one we're gonna shout out my boss mr brad palmer yeah uh, yeah he's a, he's a, one of our avid listeners on the podcast he's always you know texting me about stuff we said on the podcast um and it's always nice to have those uh to hear about those listeners that hear every week you know hagan last week and brad this week and um, something that I found out today, well, I guess I've known about it for a while, but, uh, Brad actually did the same thing that we're doing right now, him and his buddies, um, back like 10 years ago, um, they had a podcast called the sideline. Um, wow. so that's what they used to do, um, back then. And, and it was a little different then cause they didn't have all the podcasting apps. So they'd post it to like iTunes and, uh, you know, whatever they had in 2010, I act like that was, uh, <laughs> like 20 or 30 years ago but i mean it was only 10 years ago so uh but yeah shout out to brad thanks for listening Woo. yeah brad go brad yeah <laughs> um were you saying something no okay okay that was a podcast shout out uh, rundown of the podcast. Uh, we're going to do another archive battle between Matt and Josh. Josh, I don't know if you Ooh. heard the, the battle between uh, Matt and Brick, but uh, yeah. Matt, Matt, Matt won that one. Um, yeah. Today's topic is Kansas City Chiefs. 
You guys are oh, both. God. Oof. You guys are both Chiefs fans. I don't. I don't think the questions are that hard. Might get um, interesting. Do what? Might get interesting. Yeah, yeah. Question here. So, so I think we're gonna do a little more structured version. We're gonna do best four out of seven um, on that, and then K State versus TCU recap. Me and Matt will recap our keys from last week and talk about that real quick and then of course it's KU hate week sorry Josh it's KU hate week Uh, it's Um, probably K-State hate week for them too right exactly (laughs) uh the Twitter the Twitter pages have been a lot of fun to follow especially uh, oh yeah the the Barstool K-State versus Barstool (laughs) KU so um but yeah K-State versus KU preview on Saturday and then around the big 12 uh some other sports we're gonna talk about the world series that just wrapped up last night and then a Atlanta. lot, yeah, Atlanta finishing the job, hit a lot of home runs. Uh, former Royal Jorge Soler, did you see his home run in like the third uh-huh. inning? Oh my gosh, that ball, that ball had to have gone like 550 feet. Um, and then a lot of blanket and quilt news, a lot of sad sports news this week for sure. Um, and then wrap up the podcast with some best things. And this week's top topic is a little more detailed than we normally do, but uh. We're going to do top five past or present um, players that have have played or previously played for Kansas State or KU um, yeah. that are from the state of Kansas. Um, so, yeah, let's go ahead. And you guys got all your lists, lists ready yeah. to go for that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Archive battle. You, know, you guys know how this works. Um, I'll ask a question. And it's rapid fire. So I'll ask the question, finish reading all of the um, question, the answers. And the first one to say their name, you have to say your name to buzz in. And then whoever buzzes in gets it right, gets the point. So everybody got it? Yep. Yes, sir. Okay. Sounds good. Question one Kansas City Chiefs trivia. Before the franchise became the Kansas City Chiefs, what was the team known as? Oh, God. What, was it in Dallas? Oh, Josh. Josh said his name. It was, uh, Matt. It was Dallas Texans. That's oh, correct. God. Yeah, I can't even buzz <laughs> in right. <laughs> you would have had that one. Matt, you can't, yeah. you can't be talking over him either. <laughs> uh, the, the franchise began play in 1960 as the Dallas Texans, relocated to Kansas City in 1963. Question two, what jersey number did Joe Montana wear when he was a member of the Chiefs? Matt. Matt. 16. Incorrect. Josh. Oh, shoot. I have no idea on this one. Um, <sighs> okay. You both get this one wrong. Uh, it, was, <laughs> it was 19. You were close. Oh, God. Matt. That was a good try, Matt. Okay. Was he, so- six, was he 16 at 49ers? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, question three, one to nothing on uh, one to nothing, Josh. Where did Chiefs All Pro tight end Travis Kelsey play his college ball? Oh, Josh. Josh. Oh, God dang it. Cincinnati. Say it again. Cincinnati. That's correct. Uh, yep. Kelsey was a Cincinnati Bearcat. Question four. It's two to nothing, Matt. Got to make a comeback. No. <laughs> I know. Question four. What former Chiefs player holds the NFL record for most sacks in a single game with seven? Matt. Matt. This is just a shot out of the dark, but I'm going to say uh, 
Justin Houston. I don't know. <laughs> Derek Thomas. I gotta go with your first response, and that was incorrect. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> Josh? Yes, it's gonna be Derek Thomas. That was gonna be my guess, but that was just I feel that, like he had that. I don't know. I'm confused. Oh wait, no, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Correct. <laughs> Thomas set the record well, that, against the Seattle Seahawks on November eleventh, nineteen ninety. Well, that hurts, man. <laughs> <laughs> Josh has a commanding 3-0 lead over the trivia master. I'm going to lose this one. Oh, my God. We might have a huge upset here. I really hope this isn't a sign for the K-State game. <laughs> now, you beat Brick, right, Matt? Or did Brick beat you? Yeah, I, I beat Brick. Okay. Okay. It's uh, 3 to nothing, Josh. Question five. Who has the most head coaching victories in the history of the Chiefs? Matt. Matt. Oh, shoot. There's two options here. I'm going to go with Marty Schottenheimer. Correct. You got one. Yes. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> you oh, <were> wrong. <laughs> That's my bad, Matt. I read it wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're wrong. Josh, you want to give a. Give well, a that was going to be my guest also. So. Okay, so you're both wrong. I'm sorry. I, I I scrolled down and I looked at the answer wrong. It's actually um, it's actually Hank Strom. It says Hank Strom led Casey to 210 wins. Schottenheimer was second with 160. Ah. Uh, so I, I didn't read the whole thing. I just saw Schottenheimer. So sorry, <laughs> sorry, Matt. I'm so, so hurt. Still, still three to nothing. I'm sorry. Uh, so question six. We've got a lot of a lot of answers left to come back, Matt. Okay, question six. Who was on the receiving end of Patrick Mahomes' first passing touchdown of his career? Josh. Oh, God. Josh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, go Sammy Watkins here. Incorrect. Oh, oh God. Matt. Matt. Um, Think about no. this for a second. Jeremy Macklin. Was he ever there? Was that the whole no, that's wrong too. Because <laughs> he was there, maybe Alex Smith last year, wasn't he? Uh, Macklin was there not too long ago. Yeah, but uh, he was only there for like a year. So, um, the correct answer was Tyreek Hill. Of course, of course. <laughs> Kansas City's 2018 opener against the Chargers. All right, still three nothing. Question seven. In the 1983 offseason, Chief star running back Joe Delaney died while trying to save three children from drowning. What number did he wear for Kansas City? I'll give you answers on this one. 22, 37, or 42? Matt? Matt. Uh, I'm going to go with 37. Correct. Delaney (laughs) wore number 37 less than a month after his tragic death. He was... What does it say? Post something honored with the Presidential Citizens Medal by President Ronald Reagan. Okay, good job, Matt. You're on the board. Question eight. What Kansas City great would later host HBO's Inside the NFL from 1977 to 2001? Oh, God. I'll give you answers. Uh, Len Dawson, Buck, Buck Buchanan, Emmett Thomas. Josh Emmett Thomas. 
Incorrect. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, running, Matt. We're running out of questions here. Uh, yeah, uh, Matt. Butch McCann or whatever his name is. Incorrect. It was, was Lynn Dawson? Lynn Dawson. Wow. That seemed too easy. Because <laughs> Lynn Dawson used to be uh, Mitch Holtis's like color analyst, like on the ra- radio. Mm-hmm. We're running out of questions here, guys. <laughs> uh, question nine. Who is Kansas City's all-time leader in career rushing yards? Josh. Josh. Oh, God. It's over. Charles. Say that again. Jamal Charles. Correct. Josh is the winner. Wow. Jamal Charles ran for 7,260 yards as a chief. I only really knew that one because they showed it at the they, – he was there at the game <clears throat> tonight, or Monday, I guess, and they showed him there. Nice. Kinda got lucky with that one. Woo. Clap for Josh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good job, guys. You missed like half of those. <laughs> Aren't you guys true Chiefs fans or what? Yeah, I'm more – I mean, I am, but, like, I'm more of just a general college football fan. Yeah. So. I can't I can't say much. I had a podcast way back when where I did Broncos trivia and I only got, like, four questions, right? So <laughs> It's hard, man. <laughs> it's that actually, pro stuff's hard. Pro stuff is a lot harder than college, that's for sure. But, uh, yeah. Um, let's go ahead and move on to uh, K-State versus TCU recap. Uh, Matt, what did you think? Um, dominating fashion. I was so happy. Uh, actually, Josh was there. We were, we were at the queue and Hayes watching it. Um, <laughs> I did get mad about that safety, but you know what? I'm going to let it slide this week. But uh, our defense, uh, I listened to Chris Kleiman um, post game. They actually went back to more. Um, basic defense stuff like why did this why did they stick with that throughout that three game stretch they lost but other than that the offense looked great sky looked great deuce vaughn had a hell of a game mm-hmm. the defense just looked more they just looked more confident so overall they looked more energized and hopefully they carry that momentum into the jayhawks yeah and i i wasn't uh i wasn't too upset over that safety i mean the, the punter did a good job uh pinning us steep and Really, I mean, it was one play where our offensive line got overpowered, and uh, yeah. you got to give credit to our defense for. Uh, I think we we held them to a three and out on the on the ensuing possession, so mm-hmm. I I I didn't have a, a large problem with it. Plus, we were up. I mean, we were up what fourteen to five after that, so we were still up two yeah. scores. Uh, mm-hmm. I wasn't too concerned. I mean, TCU's offense looked terrible up to that point. Um, yeah. It, like and like we said last week, we were look. I remember what was it you that said oh, you're looking for a game you can just sit back and relax. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, what's that? You said you got it, but <laughs> oh two, yeah, is that two weeks in a row for a safety against K State? Yeah. Well, no, case K State got one against Tech, and then K State got one on them. So yeah, right. two games in a row in Big Twelve. Right. Some odd scores coming. Oh, and then, uh, uh, Matt, you were uh, one point off from calling the score again. Yeah, that's like the third time. I'm starting to get really pissed. <laughs> so it was, you called. You almost called the uh, OU score, right? Yeah. And then uh, – I almost called the Oklahoma State score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's so funny. Um, but, yeah, uh, K-State played very well. Um, defense looked as good as they have, um, you know – Building off of that momentum from uh, from last week, and then um, of course we'll touch on this in a, in a little bit. But King Felix, I had a huge day on the defensive line. I had all the sacks for 
uh, Kansas State's defense really blew up a lot of plays. But uh, uh, Kansas State got TCU's quarterback benched for uh, Chandler Morris at Duggan, the uh, two- or three-year starter. Um, Gary Patterson also got fired. Oh, yeah. uh, Second straight week, K-State has gotten uh, opposing football programs head coach fire, Matt Wells, for Texas Tech after that victory in, in Lubbock. And then uh, I guess Gary Patterson wasn't necessarily fired, but there were, you know, there was an agreement of, of, uh, of, uh, you know, going different ways, but no, he was fired, <laughs> especially after... he, he, overall, he was a great coach. Oh yeah. He had some really good seasons down at TCU. Um, I also saw something that was like uh, um, Gary Pat, I, I, since Gary Patterson has left, Mike Gundy's one of the, the few remaining core, uh, uh, coaches um, from the 2000s. He's the only one uh, that's left in the Big 12, and uh, a lot of the coaches that are that are on Big 12 teams now are like 2015 and beyond, which is insane. Like, there's no yeah. long, there's no longevity. What's that? I saw something that uh, Skyler's been there over like 80, longer than like 80 percent of the current coaches. In Big 12. <laughs> that's correct. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. I mean, Skyler's, I mean, this is his sixth year. I mean, if he would have gotten hurt again, you think he would have came back for a seventh year? <laughs> I don't know if he's even eligible for that. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty funny. Um, he he kind of reminds me of uh, uh, Brandon Whedon when he played for Oklahoma State, except he was 30. Yeah. Brandon Whedon was like 30 and he was still playing in college. Oh, man. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's do a little recap of the keys from last week. Uh, my keys, um, we touched on this a little bit. Uh, first one, <laughs> offense got to keep pounding the rock with Deuce and other key players to be successful. Um, we didn't really have the other players to be successful, but we didn't need it. Uh, Deuce again, uh, 20 carries for 109 yards, two touchdowns, and two receptions for 49 yards. Big game from Deuce. He was uh, running all over TCU's defense. Um, and a lot a lot more uh, balanced play calling, I think, from, from the Cats uh, in that game. And then Skyler had an all right game, 13 for 21, one t- passing touchdown, one rushing touchdown, and 242 yeah. yards uh, passing. And uh, I mean, you know, the offense offense took what the uh, what the defense gave him. The defense gave him plenty of possessions, uh, plenty of uh, time of possession. That is, and uh, you know, 31 points is uh, that's that's a good day for an offense. So uh, that I said that was a successful key. Uh, minimize penalties from the. Key number two, minimizing penalties. That was successful. Four penalties for 46 yards as opposed to, what was it, 12 penalties for 96 yards? Yeah, maybe they had a great week of practice. (laughs) It's got to be the first one they've had for a long time. I mean, my goodness. Yeah, Uh, they only had three or, yeah, what you said, three or four. So, um, I mean, when was the last time we, that K-State had less than five penalties in a game? I mean, did we, we we didn't have that many against Stanford, from what I remember, because that game just went mm-hmm. flying by. Yeah. Um, but yeah, successful on that key. So that's two for two. And then my final key for last week was defense needs to play like they did against the second half um, against TC against Texas Tech needs to play like they did against Texas Tech <laughs> against yeah. TCU. You see what I'm trying to say. Uh, and that was a successful turn, uh, successful key. They created two turnovers, uh, unofficially six sacks by King Felix, the uh, Big Twelve um, defensive player of the week. Was he the NCAA defensive player of the week? 
I, I, I don't know, that. but he got a record, but the NCAA didn't let – they, like, took two sacks right. away or something like so, that. So, no, that's why I say unofficially, you know, yeah. the, the first scoring had him have had him have six sacks, um, but two of them were strip fumbles, so they took the two sacks away and only gave him four sacks. But nonetheless uh, – and then Kirk Herbstreit left him off his top ten players of the week, which was ridiculous. I, well, he's, I t- yeah. I tweeted at uh, – I tweeted at him. Uh, calling him a you know not i didn't call him anything but uh i said come on kirk you're better than this and it got a lot of attention too so it actually got like 30 or 40 likes from random people so i was pretty happy with that here I'll pull awesome. it up. i'm pulling it up real quick i said um okay so kirk herbstreet tweeted here are my top performing players from week nine he goes week one through nine leaves off um felix and I tweeted at him, I wouldn't be surprised by this, but I also used to play NCAA football a lot. Sounds like the logic he'd use in the game. Give K-State some love, dude. Da, da, da. <laughs> 20, <laughs> 28 likes. I was pretty happy with that. So, um, But yeah, K-State, uh, two, two turnovers committed, six sacks by Felix, and then 10 tackles for a loss as a team on defense. So three successful keys against TCU resulting in a victory. What do you think, Matt? What, are your, what was your recap? Um, I thought the offensive line played – they dominated besides that safety. But then again, I, I mean, like you said, you can't really count the safety. I mean, that offensive line dominated the whole whole game. Deuce Vaughn played great. The defense just looked like their old selves, like the first three games. They looked confident. They were fast. Just besides the end, they probably wouldn't – besides the end again, they probably wouldn't have given up that touchdown. Um like I, like I said it last week, we got to have great defense, uh, stop the run, and we did. We held them a few times, three and outs, and uh, overall, I think if they carry, if K State carries it over, they should win pretty handily in Lawrence. So, those are my those are my keys. Um, yeah. So that was a wrap up of K State versus TCU last weekend. K State won thirty one to twelve in Manhattan. Uh, moved to five and three on the year, two and three in the Big Twelve. TCU drops to three and five. Um, now, Josh, you get to talk a little bit. Now we're we're moving on to the reason you're here. Uh, oh, K State yeah. versus KU this weekend, the Sunflower Showdown, the hundred and eleventh um, edition of it. Mm-hmm. So uh, K State going to Lawrence. They're sitting at five and three, um, five and three on the season, two and three. In, in Big 12 Conference. KU sitting at uh, one and seven. Uh, they don't have a victory yet in the Big 12. A couple close games there. They almost beat uh, Oklahoma. Should have been. And honestly, yeah, they should have. Uh, <laughs> it was a rough fourth quarter for them for sure. And so they're sitting at one and seven. K State opens as a 24 point favorite um, over the Jayhawks. And with the over-under sitting at 55 and a half, what do you think about that? I was going to say hit the over like crazy. There's no way that I'd probably say go over that. Yeah. I mean, even if I feel like one team could hit the over, which would be K-State. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You're definitely right. I definitely feel like K-State could easily hit that over. I mean, but especially with last week's game, Oklahoma State getting up. It just depends. And here's my thing. College football is a silly game. And I might be stupid for saying this, but if K-State doesn't bring it and KU does, it might be an interesting day. And I know I might get a lot of hell for catching that because 
if K-State played like they did against Oklahoma State and against those crappy against those crappy losses you had and KU played like they did against Oklahoma, it could be a different story. That's why I'm a little nervous going in just because I KU's a rival. I want to beat them so bad. I think it's normal as a K-State fan um, to feel a little anxious because we beat him 12 straight years. I just – I think at the end of the day, K-State will overpower and beat him, but it's just – I just don't want it to be this year if we were to ever, ever lose to them. So <laughs> I just I just get really nervous when I play when we play them. So you gotta think of when eventually for Kansas, but yeah, you guys are due. I mean, it's you know, like you said, it's I don't want it to happen, but it's gonna happen eventually. I don't think yeah. it's gonna happen this year. Um, to to your point, I mean, yes, we did not play well against, you know, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma, I mean, we didn't play bad. Um, we played the Spurts. I mean, you got to look at KU's schedule a little bit. I mean, they got, you know, they were they were beating Oklahoma seventeen to seven and still lost by two touchdowns, and yeah. then <clears throat> lost to Oklahoma State fifty five to three or whatever it was. And Josh <laughs> called that. Josh was spot on at that. I'm like, Josh, they're gonna they're gonna give Oklahoma State a game. Josh is like, no, it happens every time. Whenever we almost beat somebody good, we lay an egg the next week. So he called that. Good good for him. Well, KU also struggles in Stillwater. I'm pretty sure the last couple of times they played down there, it has never even been close. Uh, I, I think that's like one of the few teams that KU just has not given a run for their money in the last like five or six years, you know, because I mean, who, who have they beat? They beat West Virginia, Texas, Texas Tech. Um, who else in the Big 12 is there? Did they beat Iowa State recently? No. They gave Josh, who they beat? Texas Tech, Texas, West Virginia. I mean, they uh, gave they gave us a run for our money in 2018. I mean, we should Snyder's last year. We should have lost, that, lost game. that game. Yeah, yeah. Um, they all, they should have beat Oklahoma the other day. Um, there's probably been a couple times where they should have beat Iowa State, but I mean, KU really has given most of the Big 12 a run for their money. Big ones are always yeah. interesting. <clears throat> has that game been played yet this year? I don't think so. No, that'd be interesting. And since since we're talking about the K State KU history of the game, and just this game, I always me and Josh talked about this. It really it, it matters to both sides because I think it rec- I think it affects recruiting so bad. And here's my point: I saw K State has 54 kids from Kansas, while KU KU I mean it's the University of Kansas. They only have 19. Like. I mean, I feel like that's part of KU's problem. They're just not – they're not focusing on the Kansas kids. And a lot of Kansas kids would be like, well, screw you guys. I'm going to go play for somebody that actually wants me. And I think that's part of the problem why they haven't been that good for the last 10, 12 years. Yeah, that's definitely one of the biggest problems that it just makes you look bad. No one wants to go play there. They'd rather go to K-State, even if they are local kids. Like, who's that? The Deneen. Yeah. Yeah. And he, his family was diehard KU and his brother family KU and he just goes, goes away, goes to K-State, but it's tough. Well, and then I'm sure you guys saw the, uh, the video posted on Twitter about uh, Cooper Beebe um, for K-State. I mean, KU, KU's coaches um, straight up said, you don't want to come here. (laughs) And Cooper Beebe says that was one of my biggest (laughs) factors of not going to KU was because of, uh, because of that, like the coach just straight up tells you, not right. don't come here. It's not worth it for you. <laughs> that's that's a uh, that's a great recruiting uh, strategy by uh, the yeah, Jayhawks. Awesome. Um, 
we might uh just just a heads up we might have to uh, stop this for a second and then restart i'm getting a i'm getting a countdown right now by zoom but just a heads up we got about nine minutes left on this i guess but we're going to restart but anyway this one i'm telling you this one's going to be a long one so <laughs> and another i mean just like i mean here's my point when k-state when snyder left the first time K-State started losing a lot of those Kansas kids because Mark Mangino, I mean, he was under Snyder for seven years in the 90s. He was the quarterback coach slash offensive coordinator for him. Mark Mangino got all the Kansas kids during that three-year stint and kicked the living shit out of us. So I honestly think that really helps the recruiting and because uh, Mark Mangino, he was a hell of a coach. Wait, uh, can you explain why he got fired again? I mean, I'm still – I can't remember why or when he even got fired. Mangino? Yeah. See, basically, it's why he got fired is he was saying a lot, and I've looked into it a couple recently. I think I've told Matt a couple things about it too, but he like, just not great on the kids, like, just saying saying a lot of bad things to the kids on the sidelines, which, I mean, it's, you know, most coaches probably say some things, but to an extent, and it just kind of, got worse got leaked out to the parents parents started saying things boosters started getting involved and, and it also didn't help that they were, they had a losing season that last year yeah. mm-hmm. no just and, a lot of things at once kind of went down but because let's be honest winning solves everything <laughs> it's true yeah winning winning creates money i mean he doesn't get fired if they're winning and they're bringing a lot more money into that program for sure mm-hmm. yeah just, just think of, just think what the uh, the program would be like if Mangino <clears throat> was still there. Was still there. I mean, I mean, how many how many coaches have they been through since? I mean, can you even name them all? <laughs> Turner Gill, Charlie Weiss was a joke. I heard he fell asleep during players' meetings. Charlie Weiss was the worst uh, hire by then. I honestly thought David Beatty had him going. Yeah, Beatty was up there. He was probably the best hire out of them, and then. Turner Gill, I mean, I guess you have to put him second because we can put less miles up there at second as hires. <laughs> so I really I, like Beatty. I don't know why they fired him. Yeah. So I, just a mess. <laughs> the FBI, getting the FBI in on the practices, the, the scandals and stuff. But yeah, I don't, I mean, the entire like athletic directors and all that, it's a, it's a mess. Let's just, Go with right. Um, but yeah, um, let's let's go ahead and uh, let's let's do a little preview of the uh, the game this weekend. Um, Matt, you want to kick us off with your keys? You want to go first this time? All right, I'll I'll say the keys of the game. My keys of the game. <clears throat> well, first thing I want to point out. Let's just face it. K State is the better team. Let's just put facts out there. Um, if K State plays their game. They should win probably by at least, at the least, 17 or 20 points. Um, my keys of the game are honestly, with KU's defense, just pound the rock. Do what you've been doing. Don't don't get fancy. A little Do a little play action. Just play K-State ball, and you guys, we should handle it. I don't have many keys of the game because this is a team we're actually probably bigger, faster, stronger than. We just are clearly better. Just – as a football team, regardless, and we should just dominate and defense, just continue what you're doing. Those are just my keys of the game. I mean, I actually, I mean, you can't get more simpler than that. I mean, KU's, I hate to say it, Josh, is just the worst thing in K-State. And 
they should win if they sh- if they show up. K- again, college football is a silly game, so if Casey doesn't show up, they could have a their hands full. You know, Matt, I was having a tough time coming up with keys as well because I'm thinking the same thing as you. Um, I mean, it is it is as simple as you put it. I mean, K State really is the bigger, the faster, the stronger team. Um, but you know, just like KU showing up against uh, Oklahoma, I mean, anything could happen. Uh, yeah. Josh, what what are your keys for a KU victory? Victory, yeah. Well, my keys of the game are you got to slow down Deuce. That's, I mean, we cannot get ran on all day long, or else it's just going to be terrible. Deuce starts running, you know, doing his thing, and Skyler's going to be able to do whatever he wants to do back there because we're going to be focused down on on just trying to stop the run. And another key is we got to get uh, David Neal going early. He was playing played out of his mind pretty much against Oklahoma, coming in rushing for over, I think, I think he might have got over 100. Not sure on the total on that one, but two touchdowns for that. And we can't be predictable, though. That's the one thing that's been making me mad a lot is we come out here first down, we run the ball. Second down, we run the ball. And then third down, we're passing the ball. Like, as I shouldn't be able to sit here and watch the game and be able to guess what play they're about to run. That's that's not good. And another one is this one's pretty big. I think it kind of goes back to slowing down Deuce. But we can't allow the big plays in early, especially early. We can't, we got to stop the momentum. And I know it's a big, it means a lot for K-State coming in here too. If they win, they get bowl eligible. So that, I know that's a big one. And we just got to win the turnover battle. You know, I mean, we can't be making stupid mistakes, fumbling the ball or throwing picks or whatever, because K-State's going to capitalize on those. And that happens. We're not a team to built to come back from deficits. So we got to stick with you the entire game. I think we're kind of all on the same page here. Um, uh, one of my one of my keys to victory. Uh, go ahead and go into mine. But uh, like you said, Josh, you guys uh, can't turn the ball over and got to create turnovers. Uh, one of my keys is don't make dumb mistakes for K- my keys for Kansas State's victory. Don't make dumb mistakes. No turnovers and minimize penalties. Um, OU had ten penalties for sixty-five yards and a turnover against KU. And the game was just, you know, quite frankly, it was way too close, for, especially for the, the number eight team in the, co- the country, which is, you know, a different topic. But that's anyway. Um, and then uh, one of my big keys, I wrote this in all caps, is go for the kill in the first quarter. Uh, yeah, get it done. Get, yeah, get, it, get it done out of the way. Don't, don't fuck around. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> don't let us hang around. Past yeah, the exactly. Um, Oklahoma state was up 38 to nothing at the half over KU. And I, I love, I'm sorry, KU fans. I keep put, put, uh, I keep bringing this up from the Oklahoma state game, but you guys didn't have a first down until the third quarter. I mean, if that, that says anything about your offense. I mean, there's something wrong there. And, and Jay and, and Bean, he's, he has potential to be a good quarterback. He's athletic. Uh, I don't, I don't think he makes a lot of good decisions. Yeah. Um, and then my final key for victory for the Kansas State Wildcats put as much pressure on the K uh, on the uh, Kansas starting quarterback, whoever it may be. Is it going to be Bean again? I'm uh, fully going in the game prepared. It's going to be Bean. Okay, because I I saw Kendrick played a lot in the second half against Oklahoma State. He was six for eight. Yeah, uh, I saw uh, Lanton came out after the game and basically said like he was he just kind of set Bean and he was like I just want you to watch and see what you're doing wrong, like see what you could be doing better and just kind of sit back and watch Kendrick, you know, he's been there forever. So, but gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Really quickly. We're running out of time here. We're going to have to restart this, but Matt, what's your, what's your prediction? 
I think because KU has been playing great first halves against a lot of teams this thing, this uh, year, and I think they're going to be jacked up because, I mean, it's just a rivalry. I think they're going to give us a little game in the first half. I think K-State pulls away, though, in the second half. I think they win it 38-13. to 13. Okay. Josh, what do you think? I'm going uh, 48-17 K-State. I think it'll be kind of like what Matt said along. Hey, you got to have since because I did this a couple of times when, <laughs> when I picked against Oklahoma. What's your fantasy prediction if KU were to win? I'd say I'd probably have to say. I mean, we're got to score regardless. I'd I go thirty twenty three. Ooh, wow! That's, that's, okay, that'd be a good game. Yeah. Uh, I was on the same lines as you, Josh. I was going to say forty eight as well, but I'm going to say forty five. Uh, 45 to 17. So I'll be different than you. I was going to, I was thinking 48 before you said anything, <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, that's a wrap up of KU versus K state sunflower showdown this weekend, uh, 11 AM kickoff in Lawrence and we are on Fox sports one. So, uh, K state versus KU this weekend and tune into that game. Ought to be fun. Yep. Cause, um, uh, quick uh, shout out to all the guys. We're all going mm-hmm. down there. Uh, first time I'm going to be down there tailgating Lawrence. So I'm actually, yeah sorry about that i don't know that's the first time that's ever happened to us matt uh josh in yeah josh is here you want to finish up your story no uh i think uh me and all the Hayes guys because i also turned the big two four saturday we're all going to go down there and watch the game and uh i'm excited because it's a new experience never been down to lawrence for a game and uh excited to see all the kansas uh i'll be with all the kansas guys and uh be a good time so what's the what's the fan race you're going to be josh what do you expect in lawrence <laughs> i was originally thinking like 60 40 k-state it's definitely I can see that you know, I mean, well the last time it was uh was that 2019 the last time we played each other in lawrence it was like the first sellout crowd and however long but it was all majority k-state fans i could see it being kind of similar yeah um yeah yeah that was a that was basically another home game for K-State for sure. I, I was I was thinking about going to that game, but I, I was actually going to the Chiefs game the next day against the Vikings back in 2019. Um, so, yeah. Uh, once again, Kansas State at KEU. Uh, Wildcats versus Jayhawks at 11 o'clock on Fox Sports 1. And then let's go ahead and do a little around the Big 12. It looks like we have uh, Oklahoma – and Texas Tech are on the buys this week. Uh, number 11, Oklahoma State at West Virginia, 230 on ESPN. Uh, Oklahoma State, uh, did they play last week? I think they had a bye <laughs> last week. Bye week. And then they, they're coming off a loss against uh, Iowa State in Ames. So they, they are, um, what, 6-1 and one or 7-1? and one? Who? Oklahoma o- State? Oklahoma State. Yeah, they're like 7-1. So they're they're probably not going to make it to the uh, college football playoff, unfortunately. Um, and then Baylor, number twelve, Baylor, who is looking really good. They had a big win over Texas last weekend. Um, at that was home. awesome. That was I I actually like that a lot. Even though I hate both schools, I'd much rather see teams that are staying in the Big Twelve uh, beat Texas and Oklahoma right now. So <laughs> down. Yeah. So uh, number twelve, Baylor at TCU. TCU with their New coach, um, 2.30 uh, on Fox. And then the late game, Texas at Iowa State at 6.30 on Fox Sports 1. 
what do you what do you think about those games? Texas going to beat Iowa State? No, Texas, I, I hope Iowa State beats the hell out of them. Texas is on a three game losing streak. Oklahoma State, Baylor, and OU. And they can compete in the SEC. Oh, interesting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> See about that one. Um, Texas is by far the worst team out, uh, out of OU and Texas joining the, oh, joining the SEC. It's not even close. Easily. No, they're going to. What are, you, what are they going to do? Go five and seven each year? I saw. Um, oh, what is it? Um, since. Oh, yeah, that's right. Since the uh, that video of. Uh, was it Ellinger? Yeah. Saying, oh, we're back. Yeah, in uh, the in like the bowl game. Yeah. The, the um, Sugar Bowl against Georgia. Yeah. Uh, Texas is 12 and 10 in the Big 12 and like 18 and 16 in uh, overall or something, like barely over 500 in both those categories. Those, and they get the best recruits. Mm-hmm. Definitely not back. They'll, they'll never be back, especially now that they're joining the SEC. They're going to get schwapped. It's not even going to be close. Yeah. And then uh, Baylor, Baylor's probably going to roll TCU. Oklahoma State will probably roll uh, West Virginia as well. Uh, West Virginia did have a victory last week, didn't they? Against uh, who would it have been? Texas Tech. Yeah, because Texas. I mean, Texas Tech lost their coach. Mm-hmm. So, so poor guys. Um, yeah, that's around the Big Twelve. Um, Want to recap the World Series real quick? Hey, all you sports and health nerds out there, it's Jacob here. If you are having trouble finding an exercise routine, trying to find a good diet plan, or just looking to change things up, might I suggest checking out 8minutefitness.com. There are multiple articles to click on to meet your health and exercise needs. Learn about basic exercises for beginners, read about the best green superfood, and also the best sports drinks to order at a gas station, even exercises for fishermen trying to perfect their casts, and much more. From experts to beginners, 8-Minute Fitness is for you. Yeah, go Braves! Woo! The Braves! It was, it was, not, it was not a prediction that I, that I had uh, initially at the start of the playoffs. What, what was your initial predictions, Josh? At the start of the playoffs? Yeah. I was thinking either the Rays or I was kind of liking Sox there for at the beginning. I was, mm-hmm. I was going for them, but yeah, glad the Braves won though. Yeah, I was. I, they were a very likable team. They remind me a lot of the uh, 2015 Royals. So mm-hmm. I really enjoyed watching them play, especially beating the dirty uh, Houston Astros. So Peters winning again. Mm-hmm. I'm and and uh, Houston, I think is done. I think I think they're they're. Uh, since they've been in the World Series, you know, three of the last five years, I, I don't, I don't think they'll be back for a while because uh, they're losing. Um, Correa, Correa's uh, leaving. He'll probably go to the Yankees, and then uh, I think Granke might be done. <coughs> I might have to do a little research, but um, as far as I'm concerned, the the. Houston Astros will not be returning to the World Series for a couple of years, but they asked, uh, the the Atlanta Braves win Game Six, seven to nothing. They hit three home runs in the game, uh, none bigger than Jorge Soler, the former Kansas City Royal, uh, hit, hit one yeah. about 550 feet <laughs> over the train tracks in the left field. Um, he won the uh, MVP of the World Series, which is pretty huge. So 
Um, couple uh, things I want to touch on. There were three home runs in game six. Solaire homered with the big one, put the Braves up three to nothing. Uh, Dansby Swanson had a two-run home run in the in the uh, fifth inning, made it five to nothing. Freddie Freeman had a double, which made it six to nothing. And then Freeman hit a home run in the seventh inning. And it was all Braves all night long. I mean, it, it had to have been a fun night to be an Atlanta Braves fan for sure. Yeah. They partied like crazy. Oh, absolutely. I, I texted a cousin of mine who's a Braves fan, and uh, he said he was in tears last night. <laughs> oh, my I was, Lord. I was like, now go drink your uh, drink your tears away. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I was going to read off a couple tweets that uh, we sent out on the Locker Room Twitter page. Uh, one fun stat I'd like to point out before, uh, Jorge Soler was on the Kansas City Royals earlier this season. Um, was traded before the deadline. Jorge Soler was batting 192 before being traded to Atlanta from Kansas City. He played 94 games, and Kansas City hit 13 home runs. Um, in Atlanta, during the regular season, it was 55 games. He hit 269 with 14 home runs. He had more home runs in 55 games with Atlanta uh, than he did in 94 games with Kansas City. I don't know. Wow, of course. I don't know if that was just a stadium thing or it just got hot or what, but um, finished the year with 27. Now, Solaire did have the uh, record. I, I, you know, I can't even say that it was a stadium thing because Solaire had the record for single season home runs in Kansas City uh, back in 2018. He had 48 home runs. So, um, yeah, that trade really boosted his, uh, his uh, offensive power and then had two home runs in the World Series. So it was easy to see who won the trade deadline there. Kansas City only received a minor league pitcher, which I haven't heard anything about him so far. So no, yeah. Um, so yeah, Solaire goes from the last place Royals to the World Series MVP. So that's pretty insane. Um, another another fun uh, topic about Solaire. Uh, he came full circle, got traded from the team who was the Chicago Cubs, who won the World Series in 2016, and then got traded to the team that won the World Series in 2021, the Atlanta Braves. Um, uh, do you remember in uh, 2015 where Kansas City was uh, stealing all those bases? Either of you? <laughs> What's that? Uh, I didn't hear you that well. So, so Kansas City had all that speed, right, on their, their yeah. uh, World Series winning teams. Do you remember Terrence yeah, Gore, that short guy that always ran bases? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Terrence Gore now has three World Series rings. That's crazy. That hurts. How, guess how many career hits he has in the MLB? It's like how many? Two, two or three, isn't it? He has 15 career MLB hits. Oh, oh my god! I thought he, I was... he's like 31 years old, has 15 career MLB hits, and has three World Series rings: one with Kansas City, uh, one with Los Angeles, and now one with Atlanta. And I can't even win the lottery once. <laughs> And if you have a gambling problem, please talk to Matt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that's basically all I wanted to touch on from that. Uh, yeah, congratulations to the uh, Atlanta Braves winning the World Series. Um, I'm sure you also saw, do you know who Trevor Plouffe is on John Boy Media? I don't. Um, Joshua? I do not. He was a former uh, player for the uh, Minnesota Twins. And uh, he, he's now on John Boy Media with uh, the two main guys. Um, but he tweeted back in March, the 
he tweeted back in March, Atlanta Braves over the Houston Astros in six games. Like, tell me that's not wow. crazy. <laughs> that's, that's pretty nice there, Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get how people can do that. You guys just do not care about baseball as much as I wish you did. <laughs> you know, this podcast did start out as a baseball podcast, right? <laughs> back yeah, and I, I think, was... and I think, uh, what were we talking about? I think it was at the Ozarks or, or something like we mentioned to each other. Hey, let's just do like, let's make it like a K-State sports thing in the fall and cover some, and then when that's over, do some basketball. And we're, and we're like, okay. So yeah, pretty much. I was like, so now I'm pretty excited about it. But uh, I mean, like, yeah, back when I was doing it by myself, I was covering MLB and I was covering a uh, wiffle ball. <laughs> uh, this uh, wiffle ball page I used to, I still watch on YouTube. MLW, but, uh, baby. Yeah, but, uh, MLW. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, uh, we'll need to get to. I'm trying. I'm still trying to convince Griffin to do baseball with me, like next uh, next spring or something. But we'll see what happens with that. Um, yeah, Brick yeah. can do it. <clears throat> oh yeah, absolutely, Brick for sure too. And, well, as long as he's not too busy with you know his uh, fiance and wedding planning and stuff like that but that is true b- base baseball is a little harder to cover because there's games happening all the time so i mean every day yeah but it you know it's fun I-, I watched i watched probably more baseball this year than i have in the last like six or seven years just because um we didn't have it last year so i missed it <laughs> I-, I do want to go to a k-state baseball game that's one thing on my uh, agenda um yeah i was sad i couldn't go to any this year i was uh already down in Springfield. So, but I watched, I watched like every game on TV. So that was always fun. I had ESPN plus as well. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, enough other sports. Let's go ahead and kind of, it's kind of more sports, but a lot of, a lot of our sport are uh, blanket and quilt news topics today. Yeah. Some huge things happening across the NFL. Um, and, and the sports world, I'm sure you guys have heard this already. So this, this is a tweet. I'm going to read off a couple of posts here, uh, tweet at my sports update, um, former Raiders wide receiver, Henry Ruggs. Also, you know, he's already been released by the Raiders. Henry uh-huh. Ruggs is accused of driving 156 miles per hour seconds before his crash. Um, he was at 127 miles per hour and the airbags deployed. His blood alcohol level was one, uh, 0.161 which is holy crap that's like double (laughs) which is more than twice the legal limit as it says and then uh it goes on to say a loaded gun was also found in his car and then you can see the tweet with his mug shot he's wearing the neck brace he's got a big scratch across his face and does not look uh too happy so did you see the picture (laughs) of that uh of the the crash the cars it's it's messed up yeah i'm surprised he's lucky to even be alive well you know the other person died yeah, and he he's oh, getting he he's getting charged with uh, uh, a DUI and and uh, a death. Uh, I don't know what the the legal term is. It might be lan- manslaughter, but what I read was like a DUI resulting in death. So, but yeah, it's probably manslaughter. Basically the same thing. Yeah, but he was going 156 miles per hour through Vegas. Yeah, that, that's like, insane. What are you doing? And apparently, the other car like caught on fire and. It was just a bad, bad, bad deal. Um, so that's been going on this week. I've been um, my fantasy group message has been blowing up. I didn't even know what was happening. 
um, until somebody uh, mentioned it to me. I hadn't been on my phone yet. I think this happened on uh, Monday. Would have been yesterday, I think. Or Tuesday. I think you're right. Yes, Tuesday's correct. So crazy deal for the Las Vegas Raiders. Really, really tragic incident there. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, beside, you know, put, put sports aside. I mean, this is, this is a terrible, terrible thing. Uh, and, you know, people that, uh, you know, you got, you just got to use your, your, use your brains a little bit when you're, you're going out and, um, you know, don't, don't, don't drink don't, and drive regardless, yeah, guy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, better. Uber, Uber, Uber. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, buddy. Um, and then, so that's, that's the worst news you're going to hear on Blanket and Quilt News. Uh, the second story, um, you know, big game this weekend, the Chiefs and the Packers. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers, Aaron, well, yeah, that's beside the point. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> will not play on Sunday versus the oh, Chiefs. Oh, maybe we have a chance. Due to COVID. So Aaron Rodgers is out. Jordan loved to start per multiple sources. Um, Dude, Matt, I still think the Chiefs are going to lose. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be yeah, bad. probably. That team is – that team I mean, is just – don't even – I mean, I don't know. I guess uh, – I guess some years you just have – I don't know what to say about them. Um, <laughs> they, I mean, they barely beat the Giants, so, yeah. I I was secretly hoping that uh, the Giants were going to win, but <laughs> – I was wanting Denver to not be – I wanted Denver to be in third place, not tied for – tied with the Chiefs. I wanted the Chiefs to be in sole possession of last place, but <laughs> I could talk shit, but that's not going to happen. I, I'll root for the Chiefs. Like, I, I, I like root for the Chiefs, but recently they're just so freaking arrogant and, you know, you know, especially coming off of two back-to-back Super Bowls and, I don't know, they just should be better. They just yeah. should be better. Um, you know, I, I don't understand, like – Andy Reid's a great offensive mind. Every team that they played this year, I'm just going to point out, has played soft zone defense. And they don't seem to understand that. It's like, take yeah. your time and get the yardage and march down the field. You don't have to have a 90-yard bomb every it's play. Like, it, it seems like Mahomes just wants to do it all at once. He's, he's looking for the big plays. And he's yeah. trying to... you, he needs to get used to doing the 10 to 12 yeah. play drive. That's zone defense. They're giving you yardage. They're giving you 10 yards. I mean, just take your time. I feel like those are like half of uh, Mahomes' interceptions too because he's just trying to go deep on first down uh, on and his own 25-yard You can't even with Tyra Kill, when, it, when, it's, when you have two, sa- two deep safeties, regardless how fast Hill is, he ain't going to get past them because they're already way back. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah. Uh, Rogers out against the Chiefs. Uh, is this Sunday night football? Uh, uh, it's yeah. o'clock. Oh, it's the, it's the America's game of the America's week. Game of the week. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, that's that story. And then our final story of blanket and quilt news. Um, Oklahoma State banned from the 2022 NCAA basketball. I tournament. saw that. That's insane. That's incredible. Yeah. That I don't, I don't get it one bit. I don't know the full story, but I'm, I'm going to read what this guy um, tweeted. This is at Matt Norlander. Uh, sources say uh, – let's see. Oklahoma State banned for 2022 NCAA tournament. Cowboys were allowed to play in 2021 while their case was being appealed. Sources saying the fact Lamont Evans did not cooperate with the NCAA was an aggravating factor in the final judgment here that on top of the level one char- uh, charge Evans had pinned, on, uh, pinned to him. He also got a lengthy show cause. D- 
doing this six days before the season starts is fairly cruel. Um, and then it goes on to say some other things, but uh, pretty, pretty messed up deal. I mean, this is the second time they've been banned from yeah. uh, the NCAA tournament. So, and, if, and they're not allowed to play. In, is, are they allowed to play in the big 12 tournament? I was think, uh, I was wanting to ask that same question. I'm not exactly sure about that. What, what are your, your thoughts, Matt? Um, I have my opinions. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, hmm, what do I? What year? What year again? Were they? Were they? Um, they couldn't play again the first time. 20, 2018 or twenty nineteen, right? Yeah, and I just why does the NC? I mean, that sort of whatever happened. I mean, sketchy stuff happens all the time especially with the big programs. I feel like the NCAA just in general looks over the winning big programs in any sport and kind of just pick on the little guy. That's all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, kind of a messed up deal. I saw a bunch of tweets that were defending Oklahoma state. I, again, I don't know the full story of why, Yeah. why this is I what it is, but uh, player, or whoever it was had gotten like $300 worth or something. Sure. Oh god! And this is before the NIL deals. Of course, it was before the deals, but wow, you got people out here making millions on those deals. But mm-hmm. yeah. NCAA, yep, yep. yeah, uh, yeah. There's nothing more we can really say about it, but it's just you know, it's kind of crappy. But um, yeah, that's uh that's blanket and quilt news. A lot of a lot of huge stories happening this week, uh, the first week in November. And then uh, I guess you could add on to that uh, daylight savings this weekend. So extra hour of partying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Sat- Saturday night, Saturday and Sunday morning. Uh, flip your, flip your clocks back. Don't forget. Yeah. I hope, I hope this serves as your reminder. You better uh, like, and share our Twitter page. <laughs> it's going to be a, it's going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and go into our last segment. This has been a very long podcast, so let's go ahead and, Finish this out. Um, best things, top five football players from the state of Kansas that have or are playing uh, for Kansas State or University of Kansas. Uh, who wants to start this one? I'll go first. I have some honorable mentions. Okay. All right, I'm going to start with my list. Number five, I got to go with um, Ian Campbell. He played not during the big Snyder, and he played majority Ron Prince years, but he was just a tank. He had a motor. He was an All-American. He was defensive end and sometimes outside linebacker. He's from Cimarron, Kansas. So shout out to Cimarron, Kansas, way out in southwest Kansas. Number four, Marcus Watts. The great safety he played from 04 to 07. Again, he played during Snyder's last couple of years and also Ron Prince's. He was just a heck of an athlete. He's from Hayes, America, so shout out to where I live and where Josh has lived. Uh, he was a heck of a safety. If, do you guys remember him at all? Or Jacob, do you remember him? Say his name again? Marcus Watts. Oh, I remember you uh, mentioning him, but uh, no, I probably couldn't put a face to a name. <laughs> Number three, I got to go. He's out of Salina, Kansas, All-American, had a hell of an NFL career. Uh, Terrence Newman, guy, I mean, you can't say much about the guy. You guys are probably wondering why he's not number one um, because there's also great Kansas players that's played for K-State. Number two, um, Darren Sproles, 
Uh, Wait, hold again. on. Yeah, yeah. Darren Sproles is from. Yeah. Oh, is he? I had to look yeah, that Aletha. one up earlier. Alatha. He went to Alatha. On Kansas side. Oops. I for some reason I saw something that came up. He was from Texas. No. Oops. I got to update my list. <laughs> anyway, continue. <laughs> Number one, he was raised where my father was born and raised, but kind of just 15 miles to the east. Number Mark one. Mark Seminole, all-American linebacker. He was part of that great defense in the late 90s that ranked number one in the nation. Just a tank. He's Again, he's from Smith Center, Kansas, a 1A school. Had a de- he had an all right NFL career, but he just had a monster career at K-State. Very smart. He, they say uh, there's actually a story. Bill Snyder, he was the only player Bill Snyder ever said to ever have a perfect game. And Bill Snyder would never say that. So shout out to Mark Simino. A couple honorable mentions. I got to say Steve um, Grogan. Or is it Steve Grogan or Lynn Dickey? Let me look that up. He played, obviously, um, during, not uh, before Snyder. Oh, Steve Grove. I mean, who was he from? Anyway, those are my top five. I'm not, I'm not going to mention any of my honorable mentions because those uh, obviously are my top five players. Lynn Dickey was from Paola, Kansas. Yeah, maybe it was Lynn Dickey. Lynn Dickey, he played in the late 60s, I think, to 70. Yep. yep. So, uh, and then also Stan Weber, he's the color analyst for, with Wyatt Thompson up at the booth. He's, his, his son, he, uh, he, Landry, is a wide receiver. Yeah, so he's, uh, he's from uh, Bishop Meage. I played. Uh, no, 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 no. Well, well Stan is the Stan, dad. Uh, Landry's from Bishop Meage. Sorry, I played against. I played. I played against Landry in uh, basketball. Yeah, and I also forgot to mention my top five. Because I, re- I really don't have a top five. I mean, I mean, Jordy Nelson. You can't forget about him. I don't know why they ran higher. He's obviously one of the best receivers to ever play in K State. He's from Riley, Kansas. He played quarterback in high school. So yeah. Josh, you want to keep us going? Yep, I'll keep you going here. So, uh, number five, I put David Neal because, you know, the local kid that is the only bright spot of our – or one of the only bright spots of KU football currently. Hometown kid. Uh, ben Heaney is number four. On oh, the yeah. Hush. Was just great to watch. Another few bright spots. And then uh, Jordan Nelson I put on my list here at number three because – I mean, he was great NFL career. You know, I hate to admit that I liked him a little bit at K-State, but he's on there. And then uh, number two is Daryl Stuckey, because, again, another, you could say, great NFL career. But And then number one is uh, the beloved Kerry Meyer. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's my favorite, too. That's one of my favorite. I, I don't even want a top five, because I mentioned Dylan Meyer, because he was quarterback at K-State. That's Kerry's brother. He actually passed away. Dylan Meyer, he was a, I mean, he, he had an all average career, but just those Kansas kids scrapping for K State and KU, it's pretty fun to watch, all of them. Yeah, Wait, I had one uh, honorable mention here. I got to shout out uh, Gail Sayers, Kansas Comet, even yeah. though I never get to see him. Mm. But, you know. Kick, I have a question. Who is the guy from Salina Central? Was that Todd Reesing? Jake Sharp. Yeah, Jake Sharp. Oh, did you say him? Uh, no, I did not, but okay. I he was a running back, right? Yeah. Okay. He was a tank, too. I'm surprised Josh didn't have him. He was, he was good. Uh, well, he played against McPherson. Yeah, and probably killed him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think we were that great that year. Uh, but uh, 05, 06, or whatever. 
I just want everybody listening to disregard my top five because I have, I mean, I don't know why I put Nelson up there. He's obviously one of my, <laughs> should be one of my top. But also, I want to make, I do need to mention one more. Vero Schweitzer, he's one of the people that broke the colored boundaries back when there was, I think, segregation from 49-51, one of the K-State's best running backs. He is from Nicodemus, Kansas, up where we're kind of at. We're about 45 minutes northwest of Hayes, west of Stockton. So, that's Pretty cool to see all those Kansas guys play for K-State and KU. So, Jacob, what's yours? All right. Uh, number five. This is a familiar name. You might like – you might remember this guy. Uh, Tanner Hawkinson, McPherson, oh, Kansas. Yeah. McPherson, Kansas. Hometown guy was a, was a tight end for McPherson. Went to go play at uh, University of Kansas. Um, was a uh, – got converted to offensive lineman and then got drafted by the Bengals in 2013. Uh, had a four-year NFL career, didn't play a lot of games, but was a part of the NFL. Uh, number four, Gary Spaney for Kansas State. Out what about of, him too? Yeah, out of uh, Manhattan, Kansas. His daughter is married to Colin Klein, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he played back in the 70s. Uh, College Football Hall of Fame. Uh, number three, Mark Simino, linebacker in the in – the, uh, uh, late 90s, early 2000s for Kansas State, and then had a long career in the NFL. Falcons, Eagles, Saints, and Chiefs. Super Bowl champion, Big 12 Freshman of the Year, Mark uh, Mark Simino. Uh, oh, he was from uh, Phillipsburg, Kansas. The center. Oh, this is Phillipsburg. Oh, uh, well, it's, it's, it's Miss Center. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait, hold on. He was born in Phillipsburg, Kansas. In high school, he went to Smith Center, Kansas. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Um, number two, Terrence Newman. Yeah. Salina Central, Salina, Kansas. Uh, got drafted in the NFL. Went to Kansas State. Drafted in the NFL. Played a long career at the Cowboys, Bengals, and Minnesota Vikings. He played for a long freaking time. Oh, my goodness. Him him, and uh, Darren Sproles. I couldn't believe yeah, how Yeah, Sproles long. had a hell of a career. Uh, I'm going to throw uh, tied for number one, D- Darren Sproles. Obviously, you covered him. Um, I didn't even realize he was from the uh, state of Kansas before when I was doing a little research earlier. Uh, but I, my number one was Jordy Nelson from Manhattan, Kansas. Went to Riley uh, County High School, drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also played for the Raiders, and is a Super Bowl champion. And then uh, um, NFL receiving touchdown leader in 2016. and. Um, now he's living back in uh, Riley, Riley County, right? Yeah, he's back there. He's still farms. Fun, fun, fun fact about uh, Jordy Nelson, my brother, who uh, runs 8MinuteFitness.com. <laughs> uh, he, he actually uh, trained Jordy Nelson's uh, mother-in-law. Oh, cool. So that's kind of, a, kind of a fun fact. But, yeah, that, that about wraps it up here. Um, guys doing anything fun this weekend besides the uh, game in, uh, in Lawrence? No, probably just probably just having a good time with all the boys. Nice, 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 nice. Um, I'm gonna watch the game, maybe do some golfing. Uh, gonna hang out with uh, hang out with a hang out with a girl. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) So no wonder uh, you can't come. I know. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, if we kind of keep it on the down low, but I'm slowly letting more more and more people know about it. So yeah. And then, uh, yeah, happy birthday to you, Matt. 24. Woo! Any advice? Um, go yeah, get... not, no way. 
get your prostate checked. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting old. Um, no, I don't. I don't have a lot of advice. Just uh, you know, be an adult, but don't uh, don't let go of that uh, that fun part of yourself. That's uh, that's still a kid, you know. Oh, I'll yeah. never let go of that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think uh, I think that wraps it up here. What do you guys think? Good podcast. It's a great podcast, man. One of the best. I'd go as far as say I love this podcast. Me too. <laughs> okay. Uh, this has been another edition of the Lecker Room Sports Media Podcast. Josh, uh, if I have to ask you, I need to remember to ask all of our guests, what did you think? First time doing the podcast, you want to come back? Oh, yeah. I'd love to come back. Awesome. Good we'll time. have we'll have you and Brick uh, on. We'll just have like as many people on one podcast as at a time. <laughs> I think that'd be fun. Yeah, we should like for if, during like bowl season, if in case they make a good bowl game, you know, we should have a big old finale or something. Right, right, right. Uh, and then it, <laughs> yeah, it'd be really scuffed, and you know, we could all we could all have like beers during it too, or something, and just see how crazy it gets. And <laughs> yeah, do, a, do just a blowout podcast later in the season. But anyway, let's wrap this up. My name is Jacob. His name is Matt. Thanks, Josh for joining us this Wednesday night. Uh, if you listen to this, it's Friday morning, November the 5th. Everybody have a great Friday. This is the Lecker Room. This has been the Lecker Room Sports Media Podcast. Thank you for listening. Beans. <laughs> bean, 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 bean. Can of beans. <laughs> beans. <laughs>